You're listening to the 414 Creative Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Curtis. On the show, we do a deep dive with entrepreneurs on all things business, faith, and how to build a lasting legacy. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to the 414 Creative Legacy Podcast. This is the recap episode where we sit down with my amazing wife and we talk about the three or four takeaways that we got from our past guest this week with Kevin Anson, uh, the video ad uh, YouTube master. <laughs> uh, this episode I was really excited about because Kevin is somebody that I know from a distance. I've never really actually met him in person. We've talked on the phone a couple of times. We've texted back and forth. We've built a relationship. I met Kevin through a Facebook group and we connected and I just, I kept reaching out and asking questions. One of the things about Kevin that you guys should know is he is abundantly generous with his knowledge. Mm -hmm. Anytime I ever reached out and asked him a question about anything regarding videos, working with clients, how to pitch clients, this guy would just, just say, Hey, yeah, here you go. I think at one point he Uh, I reached out because we were going to pitch a video project for a client and I did not know the best way to quote the client. You know, we were learning. It was, it was one of our first that had a, that had a bigger production budget and we didn't know how to put, how to put the package together, the proposal, what the numbers should look like. Yeah. I reached out to him and he, we got a phone call. He called me and he was like, Hey, here you go. Yada, yada, yada. And so helpful and so generous. He actually sent us, um, a proposal invoice that he, Erica, an invoice really that he had sent out to a past client, a template, and it gave us so much value. And it was, it was a, it was one of those moments where it was just like, Oh, this guy is just a good dude. Like, Cause most people, you know, they want to charge you for their knowledge and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the time we just needed some help, like mm-hmm. some real quick help. But anytime I ask him for something, he's just like, yeah, here you go. Yes. He's, he is yeah. such, he's such a good guy and he's so generous with the knowledge that he has. He genuinely wants to help people Yeah. Um, do better in their business, do better with their ads. Yeah. And then he talks about that. He he's learned through his journey that he likes teaching this stuff and he wants people to win. He wants, you know, he'll spend with some of his students. He loves going in and, and just diving deep with them and devoting time um, and critiquing things. And so that just reflected in the conversation that you guys had, but that was, that was my first introduction to Kevin was um, for that particular project that we were trying to put together. And he was just, he was incredibly helpful. And I think it's a good reminder to just be a person of generosity, Yeah, especially in the business field or in whatever industry you're in, be a person who is generous with their wisdom, with their knowledge, both to your audience you know, with the content that you give out with being generous with what, you know, but also in a peer to peer relationship, Yeah, because it really does set you apart when we 
I mean, Kevin really is a go-to person when we think about video, when we, like, we refer him to people, like he has set himself apart from all the rest for us, not really intentionally, just because he's such a generous person and he's such a good guy and he does incredible work and he gets his clients incredible results. Yeah. But I loved this conversation. I love, I love hearing stories from entrepreneurs and hearing things that they've gone through, how they've overcome things, the results. That's another thing that I loved about this conversation with Kevin is he was so honest with his numbers. Yeah. Which Kevin, thank you for that. Because I think numbers can be very ambiguous, how much you earn, how much things cost and how much you actually earn after expenses are taken (laughs) out. But again, like it goes back to being generous with your knowledge and your experience. That's really helpful. It's super really, helpful. It's really helpful to hear people's actual results, to get a perspective on what things actually cost or what you could potentially make or what somebody is making. And I, again, I think it's an area in the entrepreneur field. Um, it's becoming a little bit less taboo to talk money and to talk specifics, but I have always been a person that I just think it adds so much value to be it really, really does to be honest yes. because all of us are learning to get better. All of us are trying to learn how to grow and how to increase our income, yeah. increase our revenue so that we can go and in, increase our impact. So this conversation for me, I really, I did. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I was excited about having him on and really just diving into his, his journey. Cause I knew, I knew from a distance, like I said, his journey and some of the things that he, some of the challenges that he overcome, who overcame through his process of, you know, resetting and, you know, going from a corporate position over into a freelance position and then building up skill sets and then going into doing stuff full-time for one specific company and then them deciding to let him go. And I wanted to bring that to light in this conversation because I wanted people to see that we're all going through a journey and we're all going to face obstacles, but it's important how we react to those obstacles whenever they show up. Mm -hmm. And I saw Kevin as somebody who pivoted really well Mm -hmm. when those things did come up. And I wanted to bring him to, to our listeners so that they could kind of get an idea of like, what's, what's a good way to respond. Mm -hmm. And he did such a good job of explaining how he responded to something that was almost kind of like a wrench just thrown in the engine. Right. Right. I mean, there's, I think we will all go through an experience where the rug kind of gets pulled out from underneath us if you have your own business, it is, you know, on the weekly, I feel like insert 2020, right? Exactly. In 2021. And, um, and, but he had two major moments in his journey where that rug was pulled out from him. And looking back, that was actually a time for him to, it was almost like a time of recreation for him where he took 
his past experience, he took his knowledge and he decided to recreate it in a different way that would actually launch him forward instead of getting stuck and getting paralyzed in a, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? And if you haven't listened to the episode with Kevin, go back and listen. It's inspiring and it really does give a great framework, which we're going to dive into that in a second, a great framework of how to grow and scale your business. Yeah. I was really excited about that part. Yes. And, and I've heard it said in kind of in the church world and to use what's in your hand and using the experiences, using the relationships, using the opportunities that have been placed in your life to propel you forward instead of getting paralyzed. Yeah. Right. So if you're in this moment when that rug's been pulled out from underneath you, instead of panicking and, and, you know, listening to fear and uncertainty, what's in your hand that you can take to propel you forward. And so for, and so for Kevin, he took, I mean, he was doing video type of work for his corporate job when he was laid off and he decided to take that in a freelance position. And so the, the one, the one big takeaway I took from that is he talked about, he talked about building a website, the importance of that website and that he invested in SEO and he was on the first page of Google and those two things alone, his, his website and his SEO is what launched that business because he was constantly getting emails and from people filling out the intake form on his website. And I took that as your website's insanely important. Yes, it is. It really is. Your website should be an income producing employee for your business, whether that is having people come and join your email list, having people come and purchase a product, having people come and fill out a form. It should be a lead generator for you. And then he also went the extra step because some people, if well, one, if you don't have a website, you should as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, but then he took it further and he invested in SEO and he got himself on the first page of Google. Now this was what, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So that price was much different than it is now. But the takeaway for me is what is it? that you can invest in now to get your website in front of people. One, your website needs to be functional and it needs to be a a lead or a customer generator for you. But two, how are you getting that website in front of people? Whether that's through social media or whatever, that was a huge launching pad for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said he still gets clients from that website and that he just kind of rode the wave of, of all of the clients and all of the intake forms that he got through that. And then he found himself, you know, moving forward. I forget the time span. He was still freelancing. And, but at this point he was working for one client. He had an annual income through them. Yeah. As he wasn't employed by them. He was contracted out, but he only had one client. And again, when that rug got pulled out from underneath them and they didn't renew the contract, 
he looked at the experience that he had the portfolio the the what is it in like the video the real is real yeah is that the right word Uh yeah (laughs) you know his his depth of work and the skills that he had grown and he created a course and he said last year, I don't think last year was the year that it launched. I don't believe no, so. No, no. He he actually took those skill sets and he even said in the in the interview that he was secretly excited about it because he knew that he had built up a skill set and yeah. that he could go bring this to other companies. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. I remember the the exact company that he went to, and I'm not gonna name names, but it was a it's a big company. It's still a big company. And um, if you're in the entrepreneurial space, you know who this person is, but I watched him take from one company and take the skill sets that he built out and applied it to the next company. And then he, I think in that time, and he can correct me if I'm wrong, but in that time, he, he realized that he liked teaching. And so he did build a course and he's, he's built multiple courses and teaching people what he knows, taking mm-hmm. his knowledge and his skill set, mm-hmm. And he just created a product out of it. Right. And it's a phenomenal product and, and it gets great results. It gets great, great results. And he was stu- so generous with how much he had made from one of those courses. It was over $200,000, I believe in one year, in one year. And that like, that is such a testament to spending time to build up a skill set and then using that skill set to create a product, to teach other people the same skill set. Mm-hmm. And Which goes back it, to the generosity yes. of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're ever wondering, I need a framework on how to do this. There it is. Build a skill set, teach a skill set, create a product, mm-hmm. teach the skill set to teach other people a skill set. Right. It, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, right. it's like so simple. It, it's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> how simple it is. Right. And so I, I loved watching him a couple of years ago, go through that process. And I, even to this day, like he's so um, generous with his knowledge, just in his social media posts, mm-hmm. you can watch him. You can even like in the copy of his social media posts, you can be like, man, that was done so well. He's gotten he he's, so good. He's great at, copy. at communicating in copy that you're just like, wow. And, but that you have to take that and like, realize like he took the time to learn how to be that good. Right. And he talked about that with his course, when it came to launching products, it opened a whole, you could either see it as a whole can of worms or a whole nother door for him to walk through, to learn how to market to learn how to do email sequences, to learn how to do landing pages well and sales funnels and copy well. And I would, I mean, it's probably, it's a good thing. I I wasn't interviewing him because I would have parked there and just geeked out with him over all of those details because I love that stuff. But it's exactly what you said of, he took the time to learn how to do it well. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs and business owners, we can get in the habit of just throwing something together and like throwing it out there and seeing if it works. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about you if you're listening. (laughs) I think I've done that a few times. We might be guilty of that, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, 
And there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't because a lot of times that's what you're doing at the beginning and you're trying to figure it out. And Kevin absolutely talked about doing that in his, in his journey as well. So there's nothing wrong about with that, but then at some point you need to actually invest and dive into it. And he invested in his website. He invested in SEO and then he invested in learning how to launch his products. Well, making sure his products work, making sure they got customers results and then learning how to launch that well. And then from that point, you guys went into scaling a team. And so just a little like high level, what I got out of this interview is really how to scale your business that we're walking through right now, but stick with us to the end of this episode and I'll lay it out real simply. Um, because this is what Kevin's journey is, is starting as a solopreneur and how, how he has grown and scaled a very successful business without having a huge team. Yeah. But when he got to the point of knowing, okay, I can't be, it can't just be me anymore because he has young kids. He, you know, he's, has a family, he has another life that, you know, he wants to have a personal life. It can't just be him in the business running himself down. He found a counterpart to train. And we've heard this from different people who are huge fans of um, Donald Miller. He talks about this a lot of finding somebody who can do what you do and investing the time and the resources to train them. And that's exactly what Kevin did. He found somebody who has, who had a base skill set and knowledge. And he invested, he said, eight to 12 months to really train them, paid them to work for him and work with them, work with him. But it took eight to 12 months to really bring that person to a level where she is, she, correct? I forget, where she is actually exceeding him to some degree and what he, what he was doing. And when you can duplicate yourself, then you can really scale. And I think the importance when it comes to duplicating yourself is that knowing you're not duplicating an exact replica of you. Yeah. Right. You're duplicating somebody who can get your clients the same or better results. They might not do it exactly the same as you. They might not use the exact same words. They might not use the exact same camera angles or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, they're getting the same or better results. And that's what he did. He found somebody who is a partner in his business. So now it is not just on him. He has somebody else who can, who can work the business at the same level focusing on the same goals and getting the same or better results. And so he was able to take the actual like camera in hand part of his job and pass that off so that he can then focus on growing his business, not so much working in the business of face-to-face with clients. And so for me, that was the next step of really scaling, of training a counterpart. Mm -hmm. And then from there, he said, you know, they have contractors and, and then he gets to be in a position of, do I want to work for, like, do I want to 
be in this project? Like, do I want to actually be shooting this project or do I want to pass it off? Yeah. That's a good place to be at. Yep. But the thing to think about the, the, the takeaway for that is he invested the time mm-hmm. to, to, to pour into this one person to get them to the place where he's in now in that position. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a place of, of <clears throat> wanting to scale and wanting to grow, just, you know, just know that there's going to be some time investment and maybe some financial investment as well. So. Sure. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. yeah. And then I loved this part of the conversation where he goes into charging more, like going into <laughs> yeah, the big well, the like the money conversation. And that was for me another aspect of his growth and scaling his business is that he started charging more. And if you frequent business podcasts often, or if you are if you read business books and follow different people on social media, you will hear it over and over. We hear it over and over charge more. And he even said, if you're charging a hundred dollars for something, charge 500. Right. And I know that sounds scary because it sounds scary to me when I think about our products, when I think about our services and not charging a little bit more. I mean, he, that's five times. Yeah. I mean, that's a significant increase but it's true and he even said he's like i've heard i heard it for so long and i i finally did it and it works i mean it really puts you in a position of bringing in more income without having to work yourself to death without having this huge client load if you're in the service industry but you're bringing in more money and and i know I mean, for us, I mean, it's a process. Yes. It's a mental game, I guess I should say. It's a bit of a mental game to get over the The uncertainty of charging more. Yeah, uncertainty of charging more. And this is something that I I struggled with early on in my photography um, career is when I would charge more, I would get a lot of like, man, that's really expensive or that's too expensive or I can't afford that. And I would always take it personal. And I learned really quickly in a long time. Um, yes, really quickly in a long time that that the pricing has nothing to do with you. When you when that price gets rejected or you know whatever, whatever the client says, that has nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with them mm-hmm. and their current situation. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that is their perceived value. Something to think about is a product is sold because of the value it provides to the consumer. Mm -hmm. Consumers are people that buy things that produce value and or solve a problem in their life. And if their their perceived value of the product or service that you're providing is low, they're going to walk into that expecting a low price and it's our job as entrepreneurs to educate our clients on the value that we're providing and that is a very hard thing to do for most people Mm -hmm. it's very hard for me to do 
to train our clients on the value of the problem that we're solving or the product that we're having. That's the product that we have that is solving their problem. And when you can get good at doing that, and Kevin does a really amazing job of showing you why what he does is so valuable. Then you can, you can just throw the offer out there and they're going to take it because they understand now because they've been educated that the problem that you're solving from them for them is worth what you're charging. Right. Well, that's the long game, right? That's that in itself is what huge companies spend lots of money and have entire departments to do, which is to market and create content so that you can educate your audience so that you can give value and you can build that relationship so that when the offer is made, they know I've already received so much value from this person or this company. And I know that the exchange for my money is going to yield a lot in my life. I'm going to get more in my life from, from what exactly from what I'm giving. And, and that, I mean, that really is the goal of content marketing. Yeah. And you can do that in a lot of different ways. And there are a lot of different strategies out there, but one of the ones that we believe in so much. And one of the ones that I know Kevin believes in because he just embodies it is being generous with the knowledge that you have being generous with what it is you do. And some people see it as like giving your secrets away or telling somebody before they purchase from you. Like, but the truth is the more generous you can be without asking somebody to buy something, the more value you can add to their life just by showing up in their feed or just by showing up in their inbox or just, you know, because they went to your website, the more value you can give somebody for free, the easier it is for them to say yes when it comes to buying a product or a service. And honestly, to me, Kevin's story just embodies that because it really is what he's done and it's how he's built his business by being generous with his knowledge and and being honest and being vulnerable and sharing all of that is adding value yeah. to your audience, to your customers, into the industry. You're honestly making the industry better by raising up that expectation and that level for other people. Yeah. And one thing that I love that he said is that he said he even has it on his wall. The offer you don't make, no one will take. Yeah. And he shares the story of someone asked him to come and teach and speak for two days to his company. And he just threw out the number. He had no idea to him. It was an astronaut astronomical number. He had never been asked to do this before. So he had no kind of blueprint prior and they took it. It was, I think Mm $25,000 for that. And that's when he realized, man, the offer I don't make, no one will take, like no one will, will take what An you, offer did, that you, don't what make. you didn't create. Yeah. <laughs> it is so, it's, yeah. it's again, it's so simple, but it's true. Yeah. And it takes some guts 
to put something out there. And I know it's something that you and I are going through right now in our business. We've been encouraged and pushed by some people in our life um, to create some higher offers. Yeah. And, and, and we both are having to remind ourselves like, it will never, we'll never know unless we create it and unless we put it out there. And so I want to ask you, I think that's a great practical thing that you can do right now. If you're listening, like what is an offer that you can make that really pushes you out of your comfort zone that has, that has a price tag that feels ludicrous to you? Yeah, I want to actually um, challenge you guys, if you're listening to this and it's hitting a nerve to, to write that write that offer down and share it with us. Yes. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to send us a DM or email us. Yeah. I want to, um, or just tag us in social media. Um, right. Maybe Put it out there. we can create a hashtag for that. That'd be fun. Um, let's think about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, share with us on social media uh, or send us a DM, uh, 414creativestudio on Instagram. And uh, tell us about the offer that you wrote down and how you're going to, you know, make it happen and get scared. Right? Yeah. Do, uh, just think about like you, you, your clients aren't going to take an offer that you're not making for them. And that's something that when he said that to me in the interview, it was just like, a ton of bricks, mm-hmm. not, not in a bad way, but it's just like a, whoa, my clients can't accept something that I'm not putting out in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and even in the same vein, one way that has shown up for us in our business is when we put out proposals or when we have a client that's, that's asking for a few different package options for our services. We won one of the practical applications is raise your prices for those packages. Yes. And two, create a high end package and increase that, increase that price and see what the result is. That's a real easy, almost a no risk type of way of implementing this in your business because you're, you're giving your client options yeah, or you're giving your audience options. And one of them to you might be, oh my gosh, nobody's ever going to take that. You never know unless you put it out there and reflect on that feedback Yeah, and see what happens. A little pro tip um, is write down that, that number, what that high ticket offer is, write down the number and ask yourself, how can I provide more value to my clients in this offer. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be something like super massive where you're spending countless hours trying to produce an X, Y, or Z product. Right. But it's just a little bit more that you can provide value to them to solve their problem. And that's going to, if you, if you have more value to give, you're going to be able to charge more. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so Um, don't just like take one of your products or services that you have and just throw a big number on it, but then you've got the same product at a different price. Right. Right. It's, you've got to, you've got to give a little bit more value. value. And, and so that's something that's a practice that you need to start going. When you write these things down, it's like, okay, ask yourself, okay, what value, 
what's one little thing that I could do? <clears throat> it could be as small as like getting them a custom made coffee mug, right? It's doesn't have to be super massive, right. but it, it's more value. Right. And it, it could be something like that. It could be something tangible or it could be, I'll create uh, custom email signatures, right? Or I'll do X, Y, or, you know. Or just, you're available for a call. Like office yeah. hours or whatever yeah. it could be. It can show up in a lot, of, a lot of different ways. And actually, when you, if you were to list out, so if you're a service provider, if you work with clients, if you list out everything that you do for your current client, I bet you would be shocked at the value that you already bring. Yes. And I bet it would justify a price increase. I will guarantee that it will justify a price increase. And then take that number, what that price increase is. Here's a formula for you. And multiply that by five and ask yourself, what value can I add to create that high ticket offer? Yeah. Right. Bring everything over from your current offer and then start listing out some added value. And that's what Joshua was talking about, how it could be a tangible thing. Um, you get extra services, you get extra one-on-one time, you get our team. So yeah, that's some really good. I hope that helps somebody because for me, that's a really good practical way to start mapping that out. Yeah. And so let's just take it back, just go a little bit high level. So when it came to the conversation with Kevin, one, I hope you were encouraged and inspired. Um, I hope it gave you some, a good perspective of how you can take those moments when the rug gets pulled out from underneath you and really use it to propel you into what it is you're called and purpose to do. I hope it gave you some perspective on numbers um, of what is possible and what can actually be just a launching ground. I mean, Kevin's really just getting started in his journey, but for me, his story that he shared gives the framework on how to build and scale your business. And so step one, what he did was he built, he had a website, he built a website and he invested in what was going to get people to his website. Yeah. Right. And so for him, that was SEO. So if you don't have a website, I think that is step one is to create it. And if, if your current website is not bringing in customers or leads or generating income for your business, then there's probably some tweaking to do. Yeah. If you're not sure what needs to be tweaked, send us a message, send us an email. We'd be happy to take a look at it for you. Um, and just give you some, some honest feedback on what can be improved. So he had a website, he invested in SEO, which at the time was a really good return on your money. Then he created passive products. He talked about the products that he started created, started to build his courses. He had, you know, online workshops and he learned how to launch that well. So build a website, have some passive products passive income products, I should say. Then he trained a counterpart. He basically duplicated himself and has the ability to take himself out of major parts of the business and it still run really well. Yeah. And he did it to the level to where 
she is actually exceeding him in some areas. And it opened up the opportunity to bring on even more people in as contractors. And then he charged more. Yeah. Which is a huge thing that brings in more cash flow so that you can do all of those things, right? Build your website, build your team, invest in the areas that's going to put more eyeballs on your products and services. And all of that led to his growth, his success and the business scalability. So I hope that helps you. If you're listening, that is how that's honestly a little sneak peek into my brain. That's how my brain works is I build frameworks and that's a pretty tangible framework on how how to scale some really good steps to take, to start to grow and scale your business. Yeah. Kevin, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for taking the time out to be on um, our episode. If you haven't already listened to uh, Kevin's episode, uh, be sure to go and check that out. It was a really great time with him. He's an amazing guy, and I really appreciate his um, his generosity and information and um, being able to share his story and journey. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, I hope you got some takeaways and some inspiration, you know, a starting point on how to start, grow and scale and, and make your business profitable. Uh, We really do appreciate you listening to this. We're honored that you're here. If you would do us a massive favor, share this podcast with uh, somebody that you feel like would get some uh, insight and inspiration from this podcast. We really do appreciate it. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share with a friend and be sure to subscribe on your favorite streaming app. You can find us at 414creative.com and on Instagram at 414creativestudios. Thank you for being here. It was an honor to spend this time with you. I hope you were inspired. Now go out and create your legacy.